Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And I welcome everyone who is listening to this episode as we greet each other from our heart space in the one heart. We are going to experience the quantum field today as we receive an activation, an energetically infused activation with my guest today who has an interesting story of her own journey through the trial as an attorney, an an attorney, a trial attorney turned energy healer. This is beautiful. And this is another indication of hope for our planet as more and more people during this great shift of the ages tune in more deeply to that inner voice, to their higher self for their guidance on everything. Beth Herndobler is with us today to share her story, and it is a beautiful one of listening to the inner guidance and finally, in her words, getting the hint. Beth, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Loren, for inviting me. It is just wonderful to connect with you and your community. Such an honor and delight, so thank you. We are so looking forward to your story. Uh, You call it a crazy, circuitous way that you came to really accept who you are. Getting the hint, as you say. So this is really where your story reflects really what's going on with all of us. There is a new operating system, isn't there? And it's requiring... It's requiring something different. Share that with us. Well, what's been happening energetically really since probably 2000, but more precisely since 2012, and then now with renewed vigor this year in 2020, is that the light that is coming into Earth, planet Earth, and all the beings of all nature, you know, human elementals, animals, all of it, there is increased 
higher vibrational light that is coming from the universe to transmute the negativity on and in this planet into the light and into the positive. And it is requiring us to do our part and to shift what doesn't serve. So how that applied to me was that for many years, though I was an attorney for nearly 30 years, for many of those years I knew that I needed to move on and I couldn't figure out how to do that. And Mm -hmm. how the figuring out came to be was actually in the nature of a letting go and a surrender and having to drop all the plans, which I was very big on plans. I always Mm -hmm. had a to-do list. In fact, one of the very, I haven't thought of this in years, (laughs) I was in my very either early 30s or late 20s when a friend of mine said, I, I lived in Chicago then, and she said, I met this guy in Milwaukee. And he does these weird readings. I'm like, what's a reading? What does that mean? And she said, well, just come with me, and I'll I'll pay for it. We're just going to drive up. So we drove from Chicago to Milwaukee and go to this guy's house, and he says, "Give give me your watch. And I was like, okay, do I get it back? Yeah, you'll get it back. And he holds the watch to the side of his temple, and then he starts telling me about myself. And he said, I see you writing, 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 making lists, checking off, and he's imitating all this with his hand, checking it off furiously, and I was so proud of it. I'm like, yes, 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 that's me. And he leaned forward and said, don't do that. And I was like, what? What do you mean don't do that? That's how I got where I am. That's how I make everything happen. He said, yeah, well, that's not where you are is not where you want to be, and you need to stop making all those lists. But I didn't I didn't listen for quite some time because it wasn't until I was in my 50s that I really embraced the change that was being asked of me and that is continually being asked of each and every one of us with these new Ah, these new light codes. Here's the thing, though, Loren. You can listen when you get the inkling, and it can be graceful, and you can move from mm-hmm. here to there with ease, or you can have to get, you know, kind of hit in the head as I did and as many others do. I mean, think, did you know you needed to leave that job and not do it, and then you get fired? That was me. Mm-hmm. You know, that if you don't take the hints, and respond in that state of surrender and allowance, releasing attachment and expectation and and the list, then you're going to have a harder time of it because the change is coming whether you embrace it or not. It's in the embracing is where the grace occurs and where the ease comes because if you resist, it's just going to make it that much harder. Yes, we have been talking about that as we start this new decade, and we're joking tongue-in-cheek when we say resistance is futile, right, from (laughs) from the the Star um, Trek. And so, or it was another one of those shows, but we've also called it push comes to shove when push comes to shove or getting hit over the head by a two-by-four. And sometimes that could be like a four-by-four. So, I love what you said there, the surrender. What point did you surrender? This is really uh, surrendering the ego, surrendering your mind. And as an attorney for decades, you were really wired in the brain to be oh. that. So what was yeah. that surrender like? I mean, you know, did was it a push come to shove? 
Yeah, it was. And it, it honestly, as I listened to your question and feel into it instead of thinking about it, it really did feel like I was jumping off of a cliff. Mm-hmm. And yet the minute I jumped, I just felt like I was floating, not falling. <laughs> Whereas to describe how I felt before that moment, it was like my entire body was being pushed towards the cliff and I was resisting, you know, like a hurricane force. Mm was pushing me in that direction and I was using all my energy to fight back. That's what I would say, especially the last five to six years of my practice as an attorney was like. It was like swimming upstream. I literally would use every, I worked for the state of Illinois in the, the uh, uh, like the public defender division doing appeals. So we didn't have a lot of court. We'd have oral arguments now and then, but mostly you were going to work. It seemed like the perfect place to work because the people were like-minded socially, politically, culturally. For the first time, I felt like I could express who I was. And yet, after a very short time there, it became very clear that the functioning, the management of the office was very dysfunctional, and it it just was miserable. And I felt like every day I was going there hiding just trying to make it through the day, just to do what I had to do and then get my paycheck. And so we had days Mm -hmm. that we got. You got a certain number of sick days on the first of the month, and I think we used to get one and a quarter or something like that. And my friends used to place bets if I was going to show up on the first of the month or not Mm. because I would – I was always using my days to not go because I just couldn't. I, I hated it. Mm-hmm. I just hated everything about it. And I, in that in that resistance, in that stuckness, in that two-by-four coming at me, what was happening was I was also missing the point of the good work that I was doing by writing it off. So as an attorney defending indigent criminals, you're not going to get too many wins because once people are convicted, they stay convicted, whether they did it or not. The statistics are just overwhelmingly in favor of convictions being upheld on appeal, whether they ought to be or not. That's just the system, the brokenness Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. And so because I wasn't winning in that objectively uh, accessible way that an attorney would look at things, I didn't see how I was touching the lives of the people that I was working with and there's mm-hmm. one person who's like a nephew to me now that I still stay in touch with he served 22 years for a murder he didn't commit and I was not involved in his case until after the direct appeal which makes result you know makes any relief even harder to get when you get beyond the first level of appeal and I always felt like I let him down cuz I I didn't do anything. I kept in touch with him, and he was still locked up after I moved to California, and we kept writing. And then he got out about three, four years ago, owns his own trucking company. He's doing very well. He's a real success story. But the first time that we met in person after he got out, I said, you know, I always felt bad that I didn't do anything for you. And he just kind of cocked his head and looked at me quizzically and smiled and said, you just don't even know, do you? And I said, no what? And he said, the way that you talked to me, the mm. things that you said, when you would say, how are you going to do this time? What is this day going to be like for you? 
every day is a new opportunity for you to go a little bit deeper into discovering who you are and what you're here to do. Nobody ever talked to me like that, certainly not in prison. And you you treated me like a human being with such love and compassion and kindness. It changed my life. It's why I'm here right now. You could have knocked me over with a feather because all I thought was I didn't do anything for him. So that was one of the moments because that was before I started doing this full-on, full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually it must have been, I get, I lose time sometimes when you're, the more you do this, you lose time. That must That's have been, so- he must have been out a lot longer than three years ago because I've been doing this for four years full-time. But it was then that I realized that I needed to reassess everything. And I needed to come to an, a, a new view of life as what am I offering in this moment. Mm-hmm. It isn't about the objective results that one can have. That's all the material stuff. Yeah, we, we need all that. We need to have successes in the 3D world. We're here in this human existence to have that as our experience. And yet, what really matters is are you present right now? Are you here? You're listening to me and Loren talk, but are you? Are you really present right now? Because in this moment is where you have the capacity and the power to shift everything into the light where your life can really make the difference you came here to to create. And as long as you are present, then none of the rest of that matters. And that used to drive me nuts when people would say stuff like that. <laughs> I remember when Ram Dass's book Be Here Now came out I was probably well I don't know if it had just come out my mother had just found it and I was a teenager and I thought it was really cool but I didn't understand it and I also thought this is some more of my mother's weirdo stuff and I'm not for this and I just kind of gave the book back to her I was like what is this? the book said if you've never seen it you got to google up the original cover of uh, Be Here Now because it it was purple and it had the words be here be now, here in, now. A, in a circle, in like a Fibonacci spiral that wow. just be here now, be here now, be here now. I'm like, well, he didn't have any help with that cover. <laughs> <laughs> the mind, so judgmental, the ego. Isn't yes. it though? Isn't it? <laughs> but there it was, right in mind. front of you. That was like a beacon, like, you know, that that we reflect back on. And it's like a little shiny coin just glinting at us in the sun, right, as you reflect on that memory. And it was a guidepost. Wonderful that your mother got it, right? Yeah, well, you know, that's the interesting thing, and I can say this. I've talked about my mom on shows sometimes, and after the first time where I really felt like I had outed her or said something inappropriate, I was like, what if she listens? (laughs) What if she hears this? And so I told her, I Mm -hmm. said, Mom, I did a show today, and I referred to you as a lapsed energy healer, and she bust out laughing and said, I think that's probably true. (laughs) I started laughing. I said, well, I just wanted to let you know in case you ever listen because I didn't want you to feel bad that I think that. She said, no, it's not bad. It's not good. It just is. It's it's awful hard being in the light, and, and I don't feel like at this age of mine, which is in her 80s, I don't feel like I always make it, but I do keep trying. And and that really is what it's about. You're never there, which is why the present moment is so beautiful, because it is. 
if you're always leaning into what is coming next and what you're and I'm not saying you don't have goals and I'm not saying you don't work for things but that should not be the measure of how you define yourself is what you want to happen in the future what's happening right now right here because mm-hmm. this is enough who you are right now is enough and if there's more work for you to do, I feel like I'm speaking to about 15, very, I feel like 12 to 15 very specific people who are listening right now. If there is more that you are meant to do than in this now moment, pledge to drop the resistance to not doing that and allow. Because that's how I got where I am. None of, I, you I used to say I will never teach and I will never do that energy healing stuff because that stuff is just way too weird for me and I can't do it. And even when I first started this work, on my business cards, I had um, Life Purpose Coach. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I had, I might have said Angel, I don't know if I even had that. And I went to a networking thing in uh, a local thing here because that was my cover to make me feel normal. So I go to this networking thing, and I pass my card out. That's the whole point. And I'm talking to this guy, and he goes, oh, a life coach. What's that? And in that moment, one of those angel moments, the angels are like, see, it's not working. Your cover's not working because they still don't know. Not to this day. I still think that's like, who are you and what what sand pile is your head in that in this day and age uh, any average person hasn't heard of a life coach? I mean, I, they're they're pretty mainstream. Now they and are, yet, yes. This guy hadn't, and he was a successful businessman. So at that point, you know, very shortly thereafter, I went and changed my cards and put energy healer and intuitive spiritual counselor and started own. And it really, even though that was only about me, nobody cared what I was calling myself or not. People don't say, what are you? And then, oh, because you said that's what you are, now I'll book a session with you. They just know if you resonate, they want to work with you. They, they're they ready for help. They want to work. They want some guidance. They, they get a session. But it, to me, it was huge. And yet, even though I was the only one involved in that subterfuge, once I dropped it and, and changed my cards, I, I it was like I was breathing after holding my breath for a week. We are so hard on ourselves, right? These oh. labels. And, you know, I know it's, it's, it's really hard to consider. This, this comes up so much. Not only to put a label on ourselves or to call ourselves that, or to really own that Lemurian heritage that we have, for example, if we really know that. To really own the remembrances of who we are. You just remembered that you are a healer, right? And so. Right. That's we get right. in our own way so much. And again, it's that ego and the surrender. Yeah. So you surrendered. And the moment you surrendered, wow, in so many different ways, you felt so much lighter. And did the business come to you then? And, and people were ready then. And it opened up? It did. Absolutely, it did. You are hitting that nail right on the head. It really did open up because, and and the work opened up because I, prior to that, had this idea of this is what I do. And so once I dropped that egoic mental mind judgment and limitation of who I am and my work and what I do, then um, things did really open up. 
because I, I have always been around the woo-woo world, so to speak. I have friends who have been much deeper in it than I was along the way. In fact, uh, a woman, my daughter's godmother, who's like a sister to me, said after I moved out here, she was, you know, doing spontaneous, no training, just she would do spontaneous Akashic record readings and channeling and all this stuff that she just uh, is an amazing human being, a musician, and she always was flowing. And But in that way where you'd be like, I love you, Lonnie, but, you know, you're a little whack. And then she would <laughs> laugh and say, I'm actually very conservative. I know it might not seem that way. And no, it does not. But in any case, once I told her I was leaving and quitting the practice of law, she was very thoughtful and her eyes just sparkled. She has Elizabeth Taylor-like eyes, and she said, it's about time. It's been really hard watching you try to balance your spiritual life and your practice as a lawyer. I can't wait to see what happens now that that isn't where your focus and attention needs to be. And I still, as I just said that, totally consumed with chills. And I remember, like it's happening right now, looking in her eyes and thinking, wow, stuff is really going to happen mm-hmm. in a good way because I was dropping that that dance that was taking so much of my time and energy to be who I am and a lawyer. And once I let it go, it it, uh, it takes time. We are humans. This isn't magic. It is about powerful manifesting of abundance and how you can step-by-step in a state of surrender and release and allowance without the egoic mental mind interfering, how much you can actually transform and manifest in your life. It's just, we have so many superpowers we don't even know. As you said, remember you're a healer. We're going to talk about how you can powerfully manifest in abundance. uh, And you've got some activations for us. I want to talk to you about before we get there, though, about this, you know, for me, I was trained as a journalist. That's how I thought I was going to help the world. I get in that situation and, um, you know, a decade and then I'm out. It was really intense. Um, the egos are off the charts. Radio is different than television. Television is like way big, full of egos. And so it was hard to give that up. When you took to law when you were a young girl or woman, why did you decide to go into law? Well, I, originally I wanted to be an actress, and I don't know where that idea even came from. Again, here it is that we are all so many things that we may never be in this life because there was nothing in my world that at the age of 9 or 10 that would spark me. I don't think I'd ever even seen a live play. I mean, we had television, but it was a black and white console. I mean, you go to the movies, it was the same movie, one movie for three weeks. It was a whole different world, but somehow that's what I wanted to be. And yet I knew that if I did that, I might have to have a day job. Now, how I even knew these concepts, no idea. I didn't know day job from non-day job, but I actually had that thought. And then I got sick, and I was able to watch television later at night than usual because the doctor said, 
back in the day when they did house calls, the doctor came to the house and said she has the flu and she has to stay home for the rest of the week. So my family moved the little portable in and I got to watch because I was sleeping during the day and I saw this show, Judge for the Defense, where the main character was a lawyer in the Southwest and he wore a a cowboy hat and boots and everything, but he was a trial lawyer. And at, at the first scene of him being in a courtroom, I sat up like a shot in my bed and said, that's what I'm going to do. There's mm-hmm. only 12 of them in a box, and they can't clap at the end, <laughs> but they can't leave either. Again, how did I know all this? It came with me. I mean, I've never explored it in a past life regression because it hasn't been important, but I obviously have acted in a past life because I knew too much about what it's mm-hmm. like. And now that my sister is an actor, I know exactly because all those things that I thought back then are are part of the actor's existence. So anyway, at that point, I decided I was going to be a trial lawyer, and then I went to college and got a degree in history because I had had a wonderful history teacher in high school who said history is old gossip and that turned everything around and I just became interested in the entire of it but I chose history again you see here's not being in the present I loved history but because I already had my goal in the future to be a lawyer I never considered how in the world you could make a living with a history degree that might make you happy. That was not something that anyone discussed. Nor was how do you want your day to be. Never even considered how I would want my day to be. So the fact that I was going to be in an office most of the time didn't hit me until I was a freshman in law school. I didn't realize that I wasn't going to be in front of a jury every day, that most of it was paperwork and books and an office and wearing a suit. And it was then that I wanted to quit because I thought, these are not my people. And I went to school at night school. I had a child when I was 18. So even though I didn't, most of the people in the night program back then had already had careers and this was going to be adding on to it. So they had families and careers and they went to school at night. I was the only one who was the age appropriate for the day school, but going at night so I could work and um, take care of my daughter. And I remember thinking, these are not my people. Even amongst those who were that I found, I had a group of friends, I can't do this. But I was so in my left brain, in that egoic mental mind, that I had $10,000 in debt from that first year of law school. And that just seemed like a million, 10 million trillion to me. It was like, well, there's nothing else I can do, and I can't pay this back. I just have to go forward. And part of the reason I made that decision, again, from the left brain, was I don't want to teach. And I thought that's the only thing you could do with a history degree. Now, I have no idea what you can do with a history degree. I only know I still love it. And I've never done it in any ongoing capacity. And that's okay. That's okay. It's just what are the breadcrumbs that the universe is laying before you right now that you're sweeping away because you're living in the future or you're attaching to an idea of what you think you're supposed to be or how it's supposed to be. So the long answer to how I got from here to there is that that creative side of me that was calling at the age of nine kept calling. And the other thing that I wanted to do that I wasn't really sure about because I didn't think I wanted to 
only be married to God, but I wanted to be a nun. I was raised Catholic. And I remember just thinking that that would, that, that I loved going to church. I loved talking to the angels in church. I would go when I didn't have to by myself, but that time when I thought that I wanted to be a nun because I wanted to serve in that capacity, I was, again, smart enough at this young age, and I'm sure it was from a past life as a nun or a monk or something, that made me know that there are limitations to that, too, and that this is not what I meant to do. So somehow, the acting and the nunning combined to me being a trial lawyer, because I thought I could help people, and I would also be putting on a show. Well, yeah, but that was about one-eighth of the time that I was working, maybe. That's probably an exaggeration. So eventually, it all just started crumbling, and as you said, the two-by-four started coming. I was fired more than once because I stood up and told the truth and was a woman with a mouth, and even, you know, and that's okay. Sometimes we do get shot down when we stand up, but then you keep going. And the fact that I stayed for 30 years and you only stayed for 10, the only thing to notice in that without judgment, because as you said, we are so hard on ourselves, and when I heard that, when you said 10, I thought immediately, my mind said, oh, she's smarter than you. She got out faster. Well, <laughs> I guess that wasn't her path to stay for 30 years because I learned so much. And once I came to where I am now and some of my, two of my teachers said, stop trying to throw away everything you've done. Don't wipe it out. Bring it with you. And that was a real interesting idea to me because it felt in the beginning days of going down this path of working with the quantum field and being a healer and energy work and spiritual counseling and guidance and all this, it felt like that was wrong. All that I did was wrong before and this is right and I'm not. And it really felt, when it was first said to me, bring that with you, I realized I had put an energetic wall between me and the law. It was as if that never happened. And that was due to another judgment, another egoic mental mind thing. Nothing is better than the other. It's all in how you're doing it. So yes. that's a long answer of how I got there. Well, it's here. beautiful because you assisted, I mean, all along the way, you you touched lives in a u- unique way. The guy who, who now walks free, you changed his life, yet your own judgment of yourself doubted how you served him. That's a beautiful story. And so, you know, as you go on in this journey, um, really walking your heart's expression, then that experience in the law becomes divine law. I really believe that, you know, you're the, you're here. I have a friend as well who still works. She's a channel. She's an amazing channel, Alita Grace. She works still in a metropolitan police department as an attorney. And it's really interesting to be in a field with her when she's working. Um, I don't know how she does it, but she brings in the light. And both of you will be expressing divine law, divine law, right? Like with me, it's it's no longer the media, it's new earth media. And I want to say divine media, divine communication in a way. And it really is 
tuning people into their own light and their own knowingness and their own higher self. So thank you for sharing your journey. It helps so many others in what they're going through. It helps them make that transition from where they are to see the signposts, to see that we can surrender maybe on an easier level or at a faster uh, time frame uh, to just really take that jump off a cliff. And because it's a jump, I like to envision mine was more like I'm standing on the side of a dock and there's a sailboat coming up and you've got to move because that sailboat is moving in the wind. So you got to like jump and you got to be prepared. So you do it and then you get your sea legs and you balance out and it flows. So let's learn how to flow love because this is really the name of the game. And this is where powerful manifesting comes in. So you work in the quantum field. Talk a little bit about this whole process of manifesting with the new consciousness grid. So I, that, and by the way, that was absolutely beautiful what you just expressed. That was <laughs> delightful. Thank you for that. Um, the new, I like to complicate things. You may be picking up on that from my story because when I first heard about this, these new light codes and this new consciousness like sort of towards the middle of 2019 that all this stuff was coming I'm like I've got to research this I've got to figure out what this is What's a new, blah, 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 blah. and you know I start reading and I'm doing this and I'm talking to my colleagues and you know, everybody's got an opinion and everything this and idea and that idea floating and then in one of my meditations I, I I had been saying, you know, I need you guys to hook me up with the new consciousness grid and the new light codes because I'm supposed to be teaching people this stuff, but I don't really get what it is and where is it and how do I connect with it. And they showed me, and it was all that it was was a variation of everything I was already doing. So even again in that quantum field, that dropping the egoic mental mind activity the idea that there is something to be learned that i have that it has to be hard and that it has to be something new and different it's just a shift so you'll experience it when we do the activation we will connect with the new consciousness grid and it is the universal grid of grace infused with different colors so it's the same grid that i've been connecting with in variations for the last nine years it just has different colors and when that happened i doubted it Mm -hmm. and i said okay let me test let me let me scan on this let me muscle test and i kept using the pendulum using my scanning process using my muscle testing to see mm-hmm. is this really the new consciousness grid and then this will sound weird coming from someone who is presenting as a recovering left brain person but then i went outside to my tree emily and i just touched her and i said is it true um is it really true is this really it and i just felt her energy quiver and a whisper in my ear yes it is stop trying so hard and Mm. so that's when i that was probably two months ago because it was before 2020 but that's when 
when everything started to really expand and I could feel it. My hearing has shifted, my taste, my sense of smell, and it shifts in and out. I mean, I'm constantly adjusting the sound on my electronics and my telephone because one day, like, I can come back to this phone set on this headset exactly as it is in an hour and it's going to be too loud because mm. that's what's happening with all this new stuff is all the physical things are shifting. Everything is energy mm-hmm. and in the quantum where you connect, the frequency that you connect with is going to be what you manifest and what the expression of your reality, your outer reality is. So because it's all energy, it's fluid and it shifts and changes. That's why today my hearing's more pronounced, tomorrow my sense of smell will be more pronounced or my sense of taste. I've had several different messages that um, all of us, but me specifically, will need less food now. And so for the first couple of weeks of January, I was eating the same amount of food that I was eating before, and I was full, like literally within two or three bites, but I didn't stop. I kept eating because you're supposed to eat. That's your food. You're eat your eat whole it. plate now, yes. Mm-hmm. And I was definitely a clean <laughs> plate, raised with a clean plate. And then what I realized, and then I gained five pounds. And I'm like, but I didn't do anything different. And then that's when mm. I heard the voice, ah, but you did. Mm. Because you were told and you knew that you're supposed, you don't need as much food now. It's not that I'm supposed to eat less. It's just that the body is shifting and you don't need as much food. And you're still eating that same amount. So I've now started in this week, started eating less and I feel better. So it's all those kinds of things. You might need less sleep. You might need more sleep. You might need more time outside in nature walking. You might need less of that. I mean, this morning I wasn't feeling energetic, and I usually go to yoga on Thursdays, and I, you know, I'm kind of been fighting. uh, This is another aspect of the new stuff. All the old is getting flushed out, so I've been fighting a cold for about a week to ten days. It never comes on, but it's still there, and I know it's because I'm purging a lot of the density that I've carried in, which is my ancestral lineage on both sides in the lungs. Mm -hmm. And so I accept the purging, and I don't always like what comes from it. Like today, I just felt super tired and got up early, did a bunch of stuff, and then it's like time to go to yoga, and I... I don't think I'm supposed to go to yoga. So I scan and it says no. And I'm getting better. Instead of getting annoyed, I'm not well enough to go to yoga. I just said, it's not that you're not well enough. You're just not meant to go. You have no idea why you're not meant to go. Maybe there's going to be a sub that's not going to serve you. Maybe there are people who are sick that are going to be in the class and you're in a room with sick people. Maybe you just need to stay here and meditate and be ready for your show. I didn't even have to go through any of that because I'm starting to accept it faster and faster. I'm working to release the resistance because the new consciousness grid and the new light codes are asking us to expand exponentially at greater and greater rates. And that's because the time is now. We had all of 2019. I don't know how it was for you, but it was a very challenging year on many, many different levels. And not just in my personal life, but all around me, all kinds of things happening. And Mm -hmm. in the greater collective consciousness, there's been all sorts of stuff that is less than optimal going on all around the globe. And now is the time where all that is starting to 
all that that was supported is supported by those old structures and the old paradigm, that old way of thinking and being is all starting to fall away because more light is coming in and more people are embracing it. I mean, for us to be talking like this on air 20 years ago, unheard of, wouldn't have happened. A hundred years ago, we would have been burned at the stake. Mm. Maybe not a hundred, maybe 150. I mean, things are changing exponentially. I was talking with a friend of mine who was involved in telesummits like this when they first began in the early, I don't know, I think, you know, 2010, around then, 10, 11, 12. uh, And he said there were five shows, and that was it. And now there's all these shows, which is great because every – one brings a different perspective. Every one vibrationally, every host, every guest with that host creates a vibration in the quantum that aligns with the new consciousness grid and these new light codes. And then it reaches, that vibration reaches out to the people in the audience that it matches. And then that's when they hear and they get what they need to get for them to move to that their next step. And at this moment in time, it's happening much faster than ever before on the history of the planet Earth. So get ready, be ready, stay ready, drop your resistance, surrender and release, and just allow. Do your work as a human being, because we all have to do that. I mean, you can't, just because the new light codes come in doesn't mean you don't have to pay your bills or drink water or get rest or exercise. I mean, all of that that the human condition requires is still present. It's just that you shift your focus and allow that to be what is done in service and support of your divinity and you opening to shining your light and to being of service in the light. That's first. Let the mind serve. I mean, the mind goes first. The, ah, start over. Lose your mind. The rest will follow. Right. Oh, golly. We must be the same age. I love that song. You let your heart lead and let your mind serve. I was saying it right. Your mind serves, but I didn't get the first part. Let your heart and soul lead and then engage the mind. The egoic mental mind has its place, but it is as a servant, not a leader. As as the one who once is given direction, this is where we're going. Okay, now here's what we do, as opposed to my old way, which that – that guy that did the reading in his house in his little tiny apartment in Milwaukee when he said, you make lists and check them off. Don't do that. I thought that guy was whack. What are you telling? That's why I'm a highly successful person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was my label, highly successful person. Except inside I felt like I wasn't. So there again, you know, the outer and the inner often meet and clash. And yeah. then it's 30 years later and you got to shift because one day you wake up and the divine is saying, you will not survive if you keep living like this. And it's time to make a choice. Do you want to live and complete your mission? Or are you going to just keep going down this path and have a horrible exit? Thank you for listening. And thank you for jumping off that cliff. Because that is a little, it, it takes courage. It truly takes courage. And you know, when we get through it, Look how beautiful it is. And I just want to say that there are so many. Okay, so for me, coming from the television and news world where we could not touch a television camera if we were a reporter because that was a union job, right? And now anybody can start 
a YouTube channel. And right. it's so beautiful the way that the information can get out. It's no longer sequestered. It's no longer controlled by the mainstream. And I think that's beautiful. This is why we do talk about integrity, integrity all the way. That's another, I, I don't want to say rule, but it is another aspect of New Earth, personal yeah. integrity. And I think yeah. each of us knows exactly what that means. Deep down, we know. And I guess that's what integrity means, right? That inner knowing. Yep. You know what was the hardest for me in that concept of integrity? Because that was something that was taught, um, that I was taught when I was training in the Academy for the Soul. And they said, you know, you must, to be in alignment with the divine and to receive guidance and to open and receive the greater expansion of your intuitive gifts, you have to be of the highest integrity always. And this was a concept coming from my law background where mm. shades of the truth are the order of the day. What she said was, when you're late, you cannot say, well, I, I got held up by traffic when really you just didn't leave your house because you were in resistance and didn't want to go. You can't mm. do it. You have to tell the truth. And you have to remember, the truth serves. If it doesn't serve, it isn't the truth. It's something else. It's something egoic. So that was the hardest part for me because balancing those two, two things, like, well, am I supposed to tell the person, you know, I came because it was too late to cancel, but really I didn't want to see you right now. It, you know, it's like how do you how do you stand in that full light in, of integrity without hurting someone? So I don't think to tell someone, right, it, it may not even be personal to that person. It may just be where you were. I really didn't feel like coming here, but it was too late to cancel, so that's why I'm late because I had to kind of battle that out with myself. And and so it was a whole new learning for me of how to stand in integrity without even those small white lies and to just speak the truth without coming out of integrity and without saying something that doesn't need to be said. So in that example of you're going to meet someone and you don't really want to go and now you're late because of that battle that you had about why why am I going or am I not going or whatever your thing was, you just say, you know, sorry I'm late, I got caught up. Instead of, because I used to always want to make up a, a story to soothe the other person because I was afraid that they were going to think that they were going to pick up that I didn't really want to be with them and then that would make me feel bad and that would make them, you know, I always had all these stories running and not wanting to hurt anybody and wanting to make things be okay and then all that layered in of all those years, which I'm sure you have your version from TV and and radio um, tough industries for a woman to be in too. And it once you do make that commitment to stand in full and total divine integrity, it becomes very easy be, and the answers come for how to speak and express yourself Mm -hmm. in the truth without hurting or offending anyone else because that was where it started. You know, when you start doing something new, you don't always do it quite right and smooth. There, You know, it's a little mm -hmm. rough when you start trying to, you know, you're used to saying it's the traffic and now you've got to say the truth. Mm -hmm. kind of hard to, yes. to make that shift. But if you remember 
what you said earlier, you, you just returned to being the healer that you were. You are all divine beings of love, light, and service. Return to that. Just yes. surrender into that. And in that way, you will find the integrity that you need to, to, you know, to know who to say what to when. Yes, yes, yes. And, and you know, last year, 2019, we were talking about the shifting. Really, many of us went through throat chakra clearings, um, activations to release uh, bondage in the throat, to really be able to speak up, to speak our truth in a loving and compassionate way where, you know, we had to actually practice before we said it, right? To practice, to oh, say, yeah. I hope this isn't rude. To be able to say, I really don't want to be right here, but would that be rude if I go over here to something that makes my heart sing? So that is what we really spent the time learning. And, you know, it feels like this year in these new energies and these new light codes that we are really needing to speak the truth of unity on all fronts, yes. on all fronts. And so I thank everyone for contemplating that and holding that in the highest aspect of looking at the world, that we need to speak unity and we share tools and tips for people to return to love. That really is our mission. And so I want to say, too, that the quantum field really is the presence. It's activated by the present moment. And so let's take a moment here and give you your space, Beth, to do an energized activation for us. We would totally love that. Thank you. Perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, so today we are going to do an activation with the Great Central Sun to up-level and recalibrate your energetic system to align with the new consciousness grid and the new light codes. So come into a comfortable position, whatever that is for you, even laying down. You want to be comfortable so your body isn't taking you out. And know that if you do go out, which would be, you know, in quotes, falling asleep, that's okay because you'll have the replay you can come back to to redo to have a new different experience sometimes we go out so that our conscious mind is out of the way and we can receive at the deeper levels so don't worry just allow yourself to relax in and gently close your eyes bring your attention to your third eye and then drop it down through your throat into your heart space and step inside your heart, imagining that you are standing right there in the center of your heart. And we're going to ground into the earth. So imagine a stout gold grounding cord about as wide as your body is. And you're going to send it down from your heart, through your torso, down your legs, and out the soles of your feet. Send it down into the center of earth, to the heart of Mother Earth, where the is a great ball of golden grace light that you will see, sense, feel, or just imagine. You're going to lock your gold grounding cord into the heart of Mother and then wrap it around a few times so that you are securely connected and grounded with the energy of the earth. And then run the grace light from Mother's heart 
up your grounding cord, feel it re-enter your feet and flow it back up to the center of your heart. And now we're going to connect with your divine light and you're going to imagine a white light, a diamond white light flowing up from the center of your heart space, through your throat, through your third eye, out your crown, and you're going to send it way high up to the furthest reaches of the galaxy where you will see, sense, feel, or just imagine that there is a divine star point with your name on it. It's your light, and you're going to lasso that light with your white light, wrapping your white light around that star a few times so that you are securely connected to that expansive divine light that is the truth of you. And then run the energy from that star down your white light, bring it all back down, see it re-enter your crown and flow it back to the center point of your heart where it meets that gold crowning cord. Turn your attention to that convergence point where the two lights meet and imagine expanding them out into a column that is about arm's distance around you and runs from the heart of Mother Earth through you and up to that star point. Allow that golden white light to expand, to merge, to swirl and twirl and in configure itself into any order that the quantum calls for in that column and just feel into the state of synchronized stability as you feel into the energy flowing from below all the way up and then back down, just letting it settle in through and as you. Beautiful. Now bring your attention back to your heart space. At the very, very center of your heart is the zero set point. You can envision it as a little button, a power button that you're going to push. And out of it, top, bottom, front, back, side to side, expands the universal grid of grace, the new consciousness grid. So just see, sense, and feel these lines, these beautiful grid lines, flowing in this infinitely expanding sphere. And you're going to infuse them with the light of gold, of the emerald green of your heart chakra, and the light symbolizing abundance financially. Next, the pink of the divine feminine of your right brain, of you as one with all that you are here to be, do, have, and create, and then with the blue of the divine masculine, that left brain that is there to stand in service to the divine feminine. Feel into the connection here in the quantum that you experience being aligned with, flowing with the new consciousness grid. Now bring your attention back to your heart space and you're going to look further into your heart to where you will see, sense, feel or just imagine the tiny space of the heart opening like a portal. Maybe it'll be a pinpoint of light for you. Just pass through that portal to the ascended high sacred heart on the other side. And there you enter into The field of oneness of all that is, the unified field of consciousness, 
see it, experience whatever you see before you, take a deep breath in, and on the exhale, let go of everything that isn't right here, right now in this field of oneness. And there in the distance, you will see a plume of light, a column of light. Walk into that column of light. And as you stand within that divine light, allow yourself to feel the energy bubbling under your feet as you are activated and levitated up through this column. You are being taken as if you are being lifted from under your feet into the fifth dimension. You are ascending into and beyond the fifth dimension into the great central sun, into Sirius, the planet, the star, the whole of all that is. Allow yourself to be lifted into that great central sun. And then there before you, you will see a throne in the center, in the middle of the great central sun. This is your throne. Take a seat in your throne and get comfortable. Take a moment now to look around you and notice who is present. Divine Mother, Divine Father, the Divine Masculine, the Divine Feminine Angel, the one who is, and all of your divine team, as well as individual ancestors for some of you who have volunteered to be present here to assist you in being up-leveled with the new light codes. These divine beings surround you. Notice that the center of their hearts are beginning to glow as they aim the light from their heart toward your body, Receive this light, this heart light activation in all areas of any of your four bodies, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual or energetic, that need connection and realignment to the new light codes. Accept these laser beams of heart light as the divine offering that they are to up-level you into alignment with the quantum field of oneness. Receive that now. You may experience that the light retrains on different parts of your body, of one of the four, as each aspect of you that needs refinement and attunement, attunement is connected to that divine heart light so the up-leveling can occur. Beautiful. Take another deep breath in and let that go. And now you'll feel your throne begin to lean back almost like a reclining chair. And from above, beautiful divine silver elixir flecked with gold begins to flow down upon you, aiming right at your heart center and your power center, filling these chakras full of this new light, these higher vibrational codes that will assist you in your experience transitioning into what more is possible for you, into opening to your own sacred divinity. 
And as your power center and your heart center become full of this divine silver elixir, it begins to flow into the rest of your body, realigning all of your chakras, all aspects of your physical body, your emotional body, your energetic body, your mental mind body. Everything is being aligned to the oneness with all that is and all that you are. The light then begins to fade back into the heavens, into the quantum from where it came as you are fully recalibrated. Extend your arms out to your sides, palms up, arching your heart just a tad as you say aloud after me, I am open and receptive to all good now. I am open and receptive to all good now. I am open and receptive to all good now. Draw your hands above your head until the palms nearly touch, not quite. Feel the heat, the energy, the life, the new light that is flowing through you. Bring your palms down towards the top of your head, hovering just off the top of your crown, and feel the energy flowing in all that delicious energy that you've pulled in, called in, and allowed. Bring your hands back down to prayer position in front of your heart space. Take a moment to look around you, noticing all the divine beings who have come to attend you, to support you in opening and expanding with the new consciousness grid and these new light codes into all that remains for you to do in this life to fulfill all of your divine missions. Step out of your throne and gradually turn in a circle to honor and extend gratitude and thanks to all those divine beings who have been present here today to assist you in this time of up-leveling and recalibrating in the great central sun Walk out of the light of the sun and allow yourself to slide down the light that brought you here, down through the fifth dimension, down into your ascended sacred heart. Wow, what a beautiful quick journey back. Take a moment here in your ascended high heart to notice what you notice, what feels different or not, what is the same. In that noticing, we further invite our physical bodies to integrate these changes and these up-levelings so that the challenges that are to come will just flow through with ease and grace. Pass back through the tiny space of the heart into your heart space. Take another moment to notice what you notice here. Does it feel the same as when you began? Is there a difference? Just noticing is the work. No judgment, no explanation, just a witness observing of where you are now in this now moment versus where you were when we began this journey. Turn your attention to the right side above your head to the 
light switch that is on the inner bounds of your auric field above the right side of your head. Flip that on and notice how brilliantly your auric field lights up. So much brilliant light. Beautiful. Turn your attention to the outside of your auric field and imagine placing hundreds of tiny little mirror tiles like a disco ball all over so that anyone's light who comes towards you is reflected back to them Yours stays within, and theirs does not interfere, and yet your light shines out to be seen to make all necessary connections to invite in the change that is in your highest interest, to illuminate the paths that you are to walk. And from this sacred state of presence in the now moment, having just journeyed into and back from the quantum, we say, Mother, Father, God, source of all that is the divine feminine and masculine angels, the one who is, and all of our divine teams that have been present today to assist in this up-leveling and recalibration, to assist in this journey to the great central sun. For this we give great thanks, extend much love, and so it is. And so now, very gradually, open your eyes. And for the third time, I invite you to notice what you notice. As you look about the space that you are in, does the light seem different? Does the air feel different? Do you feel different or not? It doesn't matter what you notice. It only matters that you take the time to notice what you notice by coming into this present now moment and standing as witness observer to yourself and whatever shifts or changes you may already notice from this energetically infused activation in the quantum. It takes time for these shifts and integrations to merge into the physical body since it is denser energy. So be sure to drink a lot of water, stay really grounded, and listen to your body. Whatever it's asking of you in the next mm, five to seven days, listen. If it needs more sleep, if it needs more energetic activity, if you need a certain type of food, just honor your body and listen to it, and that will assist the integration of these new light codes and this new connection to the quantum in integrating with greater ease and grace into your body. Beautiful, everyone. Beautiful work. Thank you so much for journeying with me to the Great Central Sun. We are connected, absolutely. Yes, we are. Thank you for being here, Loren. Thank you for being you. Thank you for bringing us all together. Yes, beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What a beautiful gift. What a very beautiful gift. Thank you. There's a message for everyone and for certain of you in specific, you will know who you are. Stop overthinking and allow. Just allow. Allow whatever your experience is to be your experience regardless of what anyone else's is. And know that all is and will be well. And yes, indeed, we are all one. Mm. 
beautiful. So much comfort and nurturing in that. Thank you again. Well, I hope everyone is feeling that. Yes. You know, I have to tell you, in the midst of it, I almost forgot, and then my guides are like, don't forget to tell them. Something happened. I don't know what because this doesn't happen. I mean, I do live in Southern California. I have experienced the rumblings of an earthquake. This was not that. It was more like a big truck passing by that causes my little house to rattle, which very rarely happens, but that's what it felt like, except there was no truck coming down the street, and that happened in the middle of that activation. It was just this whole oh, really? the house. So wow. there was a lot that was happening for the collective, for your community, for all of us that were doing wow. that work. So even if it felt like nothing to you, do heed those admonishments to drink a lot of water and stay grounded and listen to your body because listen. regardless of how your mental mind is allowing you to perceive what happened, that dreaminess that you're hearing in Loren, that's happened to all of us. So we definitely need to... the the. This community is very powerful that it caused my house to shake during that activation. Wow. Own your power, people. (laughs) Own your power, people. Beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Well, I would like to bring an opportunity for those who are listening on our telesummit uh, on the phone. If you're on the phone, star two, you can raise your hand and you can ask Beth a question. We also have a chat box, a Q&A question box on our webpage here at AcousticHealth.com. But Beth, first, before we get there, you have a way that you work with people. You've got a special offer of some workshops that go into more of what you're talking about, of really your roadmap of how you let go and flowed. So share with us uh, about this special offer, and then we'll take a couple of calls. Perfect. So I've designed this special offer so that there's a lot of support to you on your own, because As long as we look to the other, no matter how gifted they are for our own enlightenment, expansion, and healing, then we're stuck in that paradigm where we need somebody else to shine. And that's not the ideal way. We all need help, and that's a good thing to know when to get help and who to work with, to trust your gut, to trust your uh, harmonic resonance with a person and know who it is that you're meant to work with is is key and yet you want to be empowered to gain tools that you can use on your own that's where the workshop comes in and all of the course materials so the workshop is in two parts the first is a 90-minute teaching call which was as you just said expand upon these principles of of the quantum and how we work with frequencies. What does it really mean that everything is energy? And how does that assist us, that knowing that everything is energy and manifesting, especially abundance? And what does it mean to be abundant, that we need to have all of our bodies aligned, not just abundance is not just financial. It's That's just one aspect. We need abundance in our health and in our relationships, in our career, in our vocation, in our purpose work. So the teaching part helps give you a new thought and some new understanding 
of how you can begin to shift things in your day-to-day life. The course materials also support that shift so that you can step further into shining your light fearlessly with great courage. And then the second part of that workshop is uh, a live, they're both live, but the second one is interactive. It'll be much like the Q&A that we're about to do, where each person in the course gets time to work with me in the group setting. And because the morphogenetic M field that is created whenever a group comes together, this is why you must be careful what groups you allow yourself to join and participate in because there is an energetic field that is created for each group. So you'll see that in the, when we work in the Q&A in these workshops that what the advice and guidance is for one person has layers for each one to inform and, and uh, assist each and everyone in the group. So it's a very powerful way. The Quantum Energy Lab is a really powerful way for us to come together to expand the work that we're doing in this workshop. And then um, I've also included a series of four MP3s of the energetically infused Fibonacci series of activations, which are very, very powerful um, activations to help you open to financial abundance. There's a lot that's been written about the Fibonacci spiral and how it occurs in nature, in plants and flowers, and how it can be used to predict the stock market. If you are so inclined, this mathematical sequence can really assist you in that. I don't know how to do that. I don't dabble in the stock market. I just go straight to the quantum. And that's what these activations assist you in doing as well. Then I've also included three MP3s of what I I have a monthly energy healing call where we come together once a month for about an hour or so and uh, maybe longer do some teaching and some energy work. And so I've included the more recent ones we've done, installing new light codes and uh, the fifth dimensional violet flame frequency, another one of up-leveling light codes in the forest of light, and then a sacred energetic bonfire and release where you can let go of what doesn't serve you so that you can create space. I actually should have listed those with the sacred energy bonfire coming first because in that releasing you are creating space to receive those new light codes to heal with that violet flame and to up level. Um, So that is also a part of this and I have also included a new video clearing your meridians to expand your flow that I did as well as a beautiful very peaceful golden waterfall meditation um, very powerful so all of that is included in package A and then package B includes all of that plus a private session with me and in that private session we're going to You'll get whatever you need. They will be individually tailored. But essentially the archangels have volunteered and directed that they will assist in these one-on-one sessions to regenerate and shift how you're flowing so that you can align with the frequency of abundance and in harmony with the new consciousness grid and the divine light of all that you are so that you can access all of that with greater ease and grace. So that's the private session that you get if you go for um, package B. And so I would just say 
tune in at this moment as we're talking about this sort of business of this call and feel into your heart if my vibration resonates with you and your guides are calling for you to work with me, then honor that and take the action to move forward. It's what we're here for. I mean, when I received Loren's invitation, I sat with it. It immediately resonated with me to be on the show and co-create with her. And then I asked for guidance, and I scanned on it, and then I contacted her and said I would be delighted. That's the order. I mean, you don't have to just, oh, i got to do it now or never. It's not that. It's just don't let it get away from you and come away from this moment where you're feeling that resonance and then you mm-hmm. get busy and it's all in the past because you don't take action. It is ours to recognize those nudges from the divine and to take our action. The nudge would be the heart. That's the feeling that the resonance of resonance between me and you. And then take your left brain and let it step into service and help you to take action on purchasing the package that calls for you. And beautiful. That's, <laughs> that's that. That's that. And, and what a beautiful package and so helpful. The time with you, that one-on-one time, is so precious. And facilitation like that really... Uh, assists us in a quick way on our journey. So again, it is all about resonance. And if it calls in your heart, check that out. Of course, the special offer link is available on this webpage. Check it out. It's below the bio for Beth here at AcousticHealth.com. And we have a quick link. If you're watching on another platform, you can go to bit.ly. That is B-I-T dot ly bitly bit.ly slash beth offer bitly bit.ly slash beth offer and you'll get to her special offer with those two options there i want to thank you for that beth it is beautiful the way that you are assisting at this time okay well All right, so some questions. Here's a question from Missy on our Q&A box. She was saying, yes, as we were talking earlier about the two-by-fours, she says, way too many two-by-fours. That's me. I really want to surrender. I want to honor my soul's passion. Right now my health is off, and I resist going to MDs. It's because as a healer, I want to heal myself naturally. Do you have a message to brighten my light here on earth? Yes, Missy. The message is that in that desire to heal yourself, you are creating resistance to the healing. And mm, I'm looking for the right word because they're just, show- it's like a teeter totter, right? You surrender, and then because you have this attachment to healing yourself, I'm very familiar with this process, then the teeter-totter flips up and down and you can't gain purchase. The surrender gets outweighed by the desire to heal yourself and then that diminishes and the surrender pops up. But in that seesaw motion, it's making it difficult for your body to heal. And the old adage 
the physician who has himself for a patient is has a fool for his, how you know whatever it is that the when you have yourself as a pa- as a patient you're a fool that came out harsher than was intended by the guides and yet the point is what you can see sense and feel in your body is not always going to be as objective as what another person can see, sense, or feel. Now, whether that means you need to go to a doctor or not, a Western medical doctor, I can't say I'm not a doctor. I can say that you are in the you are in the way of your own healing, and stepping out of that and getting some help, whatever that might be for you, is going to shift everything and help you open to being able to heal yourself in a, in a deeper level, more profound. I, there's so much more coming through. Um, but that is really all I can give you in this format. Um, do let go of the idea that you need to do it yourself, that you want to do it yourself, that that's the right way to do it, and get the help that you need. And in the meantime, Missy, I'm holding space for your divine healing with ease and grace. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you. We hope that helps, Missy. Thank you. Okay. Elizabeth in Orlando says that, the comment about overthinking and allowing was great. Feeling the light, lighter and calming and a bit deeper. Is there something you can pick up that would be helpful now? So when I look into your energy field, Elizabeth, it I see the left and the right side, especially of your brain, but then continuing down to about the middle of your stomach just above your navel about halfway through your power center there's a divide it's like uh, it, it pictures I've seen uh, of the uh, Rocky Mountains where there's a crack or a crevice between two large cliffs and the in your head the left and right brain are really pushed off it's like a, a V in your head and that obstruction needs to be removed so that your inner uh, energetic frequency can come into wholeness. And in that way, you will, because with the way that your brain is split right now, the the pushing out into the side of the left brain is activating it to want to be heard. It feels like it's not getting the focus it needs. And then the right brain, that divine intuitive feminine self is is just like, oh, I'm being pressed down, so I'll just rest here. And that's the source of the overthinking, at least on this level. So getting all of that cleared out and coming into alignment without that that chasm between the two cliffs would really assist you in not focusing on things from that mental mind perspective. Beautiful. Okay. All right. Well, we hope that helps. We're going to go to a phone caller now. We're going to go to Burns Lake, a cell phone caller in Burns Lake, B.C. Hi, you're unmuted. What's your name, please? Do we have a caller? Yes, hello. Yes, it's Marianne. Hi, Marianne. Hi, Marianne. Hi, Beth. How are you, my dear? Laura. Um... My question would be regarding 
Oh, where to start? Um, clearing anything that blocks me from partnering with um, my next partner. Um, you know, as you sighed, uh, I was <laughs> going to interrupt you, and so I did. And I'm glad I didn't because it just affirms what I saw. What I saw was in that when you said, "Oh, where to start?" Bring your attention just right now. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath okay. in, breathe into your heart space, and feel it, that breath coming in and expanding your heart out left and right. And then on the exhale, lean forward and direct everything that is not in unity and love to go down into the earth. So breathing in, expanding the heart, filling it, flowing it, breathing out, letting everything go that isn't that flow. This is something for you to do multiple times a day and it would actually even be better if you would set up a vortex running counterclockwise under your feet and at the base of your auric field and send the narrow funnel end of that vortex into that gold ball at the center of Mother Earth. And when you're breathing the out breath, you are letting go of all the ghosts in your heart, of all the pain, the betrayal, the trauma, the letdown, the hurts. And then you are expanding that beautiful emerald light of your heart chakra into, like, just so that it will shimmer and glow and begin to expand and extend its reach of the light so that your next partner will be able to see you. Right now, the ghosts, the pain, the trauma, that it, it, that you're not visible to the next partner. So in the process of the breathing in of the love, and the truth of you and the exhaling out of all those ghosts and cobwebs in your heart, you can begin to expand the light of your heart to be receptive to and ready to receive your next partner. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck. Let us know how that goes, Marianne. Thank you. All right. Thanks Thanks for calling. Okay, we have time for one more caller. Let's go to Angela in Berlin. Hello, Angela. Hello. Hi, Hi, Angela. Hi. Um, My question is... Thanks for staying up so late. Are you in Berlin? Yeah. Yeah, thanks for staying up. Yeah. Uh, So my question is about my income, my finances. I have had full-time jobs for a long time and they really exhaust me but money is to the point where that seems like the best option unless I'm blocking something you aren't blocking anything you are in a cycle that is um I mean of course we're always blocking something aren't we I mean I don't want to I don't want to overstate that you're not blocking anything uh, or at least your guide said, wait, don't go that far. But th- what you're experiencing is not the result of anything that you're personally doing that is blocking. It is rather that you are playing out the end of a karmic cycle. And come June, you're going to feel things are opening up and you'll have the energy and the inspiration of how you can do things different financially in order to feel more prosperity and more abundance. So what this looks like and your work, your homework, your assignment for between now and then is to examine where those blocks 
from paradigms, limiting thoughts, ideas, beliefs, the way you were raised, the messages that you've been told about yourself, that you have told yourself about yourself in terms of what is yours to have and not. For many years, I had the best intended mantra, I don't care about money. And that went all the way back to me wanting to be a nun and being of service. And I didn't, I, I don't care about money and stuff objectively. Money does not equate to anything but ease to me. I mean, it's not how I measure myself. It's not how I feel powerful. I, I just, and what I realized when I, this was a few years back when I had just started doing this work full time and things were tight. I was getting ready to leave my house and I was, lost in my brain about how there's always more bills than there are money and why I have to work so hard to get the money to come in and I don't know where the money is and why is this even when I was a lawyer there was always more that the demands on the money than there was money it never has mattered if I made a little or a lot it was always the same pattern and I didn't recognize it, right? So I'm getting ready to leave out of the door, and I'm telling myself all this, what is going to happen? And just as I am about to put my hand on the doorknob, I hear a voice that says, but you said you don't care about money. And I stopped. And then as now, full chills, and I froze, and I said, but I didn't mean that I don't care about money. They said, but that's what you've been saying. And I said, well, I guess I need to change that. What do I need to do? And so I had this whole conversation with my guides, and I, in that moment, began singing this little ditty, I am money and money is me. I am free to be wealthy. I felt like a loon doing it. I And the first time, this is the second time I've sung it out loud on a show, I felt like it, this time I felt totally comfortable. The first time I felt a little weird to sing out loud. However, the point is, that's how I changed my frequency, was that I had to come into a playful feeling of oneness and comfort with money because I had been sending this message, this frequency, out to the universe for my entire life. I don't care about money, and I judged that to be a good thing, that I didn't care about money, when in reality, I was making my life harder and making it harder for me to serve others because I had to become a slave to the money to the earning of the money. So you have your personal aspect of that. Go within and allow yourself to tease out what are these messages, what are these limiting beliefs and ideas that I have around money. And you're going to find that they're there and they're deep. And it would really, it would, I would love to work with you because there's so much we could do. Um, I'll just leave it at that. But in the meantime, whatever your choice is, Begin to tease out what limiting beliefs you are holding, whether they've come from you or something you brought with you into this life, and then release them. Thank them for what they've done for you. Thank them for what they are showing you, the lessons that you are able to learn from having these ideas exposed, and then move into a state of that that aspect of the activation where we said, I am open and receptive to all good now. That would be really good for you to do every day, three times. You say it three times. You, you do the posture, that expansive open posture, calling in that quantum frequency of abundance, and do that every day for at least 30 days and see what happens in terms of the shifts of how, what can happen. Because just realizing that I was holding that limiting belief 
nothing else really changed, but everything changed, and I money started to flow in a much better way. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. It makes a lot of sense. Good. Uh, Wonderful. Yeah. And uh, let me know how it goes. Yeah. And if you, if you if you don't, you're trying to break a habit here. It takes 21 days to break a habit. I like to go for 30 just to, uh, yeah, me and the overthinkers. But <laughs> I just like to add the extra time because then it really <laughs> makes it easier. So if you forget a day, then you got to start over. It's not a punishment. It's just you need you need that repetition for that amount of time to shift your frequency to flow with that open receptivity to all good. Okay. Wonderful. Let Wonderful. me know Thank you. You're welcome. Have fun with that, too. Thank you. Thank you, Angela. Thank you. <laughs> it really is about shifting the energetics of money, uh, and that's so deep with each of us on different levels and different experiences. And so um, those tools to really shift out of that vibration are really really wonderful um they're very powerful i mean if you think about all the things that you do repetitively in the course of a day drink water breathe move sleep brush your teeth there's all sorts of things that you do automatically as part of your daily routine and aligning your frequency with that of the experience that you seek that needs to be part of it because otherwise it's that's how you manifest. I mean, that's an that's the broadest. There's a lot that you know. There, I've heard it said that that movie, The Secret, only went so far because there's a secret in the secret, and there is. I mean, you can only go so far in a format like this. That's why going deeper and working with me one on one is where you're going to really gain purchase in shifting your frequency because there's more to it than what we're talking here, and yet this is everything. Mm-hmm. It's just that most of us myself included, we need more support than just the ideas. We need the practical tools and tips. And we need that, that a person to be standing there bearing witness to us and saying, okay, but what about this? We need somebody to keep us in integrity and going deeper. So, Yes, it helps us go deeper, actually. It's just it's guidelines. It's, it's um, yes, scaffolding, I like to say, really. Ah, beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And even being here on this show with you, it's it's giving me scaffolding. You know, I mean there there when you're ready to learn to shift to change to grow to expand, you can learn from a rock literally. And yet you don't have to wait until you can learn from a rock. You can learn from a person who's speaking your language and then you can learn from the rock. <laughs> I didn't used to talk to trees, but now I do. And you know, that was a, an evolution, and having a guide along the way in your evolution is powerful. And, you know, you, I've learned so much from just this time with you, Loren. Thank you again. I, I can't tell you how eternally grateful I am for this time um, with you because this has been really wonderful and powerful. Thank you. Powerful indeed. Yes, thank you. We are feeling it, and we are still integrating it. So happy integrating everyone. And thank you so much, uh, Beth, for talking to the trees. The trees thank you. And I love that your tree is called Emily. My tree is called Eloise. Oh, they know each other. She just said (laughs) that. She was like, yes, 
It's Eloise. And we have Sylvia Jenny in Australia, and she is communicating with her trees. Um, more and more people are really bringing the messages of the trees, feeling the trees, sensing and caring for the trees. You know, and I saw, I saw the roots on my tree. In, in, I have an, a couple of trees in the forest that I go to, Isabel and Mabel, and their roots were connected to all trees, even across the oceans in Australia. I saw that image, and it is the oneness, and the trees are showing it to us. You know, I read an article recently that made me chuckle. I get the National Geographic magazine. It connects me both with the, the outer space and the history part of me. Yes. And there was a, an article about the new discovery that scientists have made that trees communicate under the earth. And I just laughed. And oh. I was like, I'm really glad that scientists are coming on board with this. But it's just, it's a new discovery. No, it's not. I mean, you might have just discovered it, but it's not new. It's been happening from the very beginning, trees are living beings, and that is how they communicate. And so very quickly, because I know we're over time here, um, a really good way to keep, if you're feeling sort of the ascension symptoms of this new energy, um, mm -hmm. Missy, with your health being off, this may be part of it. A really good way to support yourself is use the tree root energy and have it come up through your home into the outer walls, into the ceiling, into the floor, and up into your feet. Let that tree root energy ground and support you at that deeper, more expansive level whenever you feel that you need a little bit more alignment um, and support in the course of a day because the energy is pretty pretty intense and pretty wavy as we're because we're still in the early phases of this new light and the new consciousness grid that's and activated now here in 2020. It's going to calm down probably, you know, April, May, June, things will start feeling a little smoother. So up until then, that's a really powerful way to ground, especially when things feel particularly wavy in a day, is to visualize the tree root energy coming up through your structure and through you, even through your car. Yes, a, a very good tip there. Thank you. Oh, feeling that right now and that's going to not only ground us but connect us to the trees. Yes. Yes. Mm. Well, thank you so much Beth Herndobler for being here on this quantum conversation. You have shifted us and the world is so much brighter. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. It I look forward to been a delight. Yes, it is a delight, and you are a delight, and I would love to have your bubbly energy back and have another conversation and take our lovely audience a bit deeper. So we'll stay tuned. I would tuned. love that. Yes, yes indeed. <laughs> Be well, everyone, and thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. Thank you, Beth. Thank you. All right. Well, again, if you would like Beth Herndobler's special offer, that is available on this webpage at AcousticHealth.com. Check out Special Offers, and you'll see it right there. Well, now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart. Have a little fun. Move the body if you wish. And set our intentions as they go across the universe to the cosmic heart. 
Namaste.